there are easy days and then there are hard days, and I guess this would be considered uh, an easy day. Uh, tomorrow will not be so easy. Why do you work in two and a half hours when you can get it done in four? Why, why, why? March Motion continues. Got some new vids posted, and I did make a separate channel for it on YouTube, so you can look that up as well. One quote has stuck with me that I heard, I think it was from Gary Vaynerchuk who said it, and uh, it's very pertinent to, Steve, like, why do you do all these different projects that you do? I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Tomorrow, going to start running. You know what uh, weekend it is. And, uh, of course, oh, it's uh, warm. The, the weather is finally getting warmer, which, I mean, did help in uh, sort of making the, this nice and easy day a bit more enjoyable. Folks, Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. I'm Stephen Sersky. Hope you are well. And, uh, yeah, sorry for the uh, rather delayed opening here. I'm stumbling my words here. Trying to think best of how to say these things. There is a lot going on, um, and uh, we—I mean—it was a very relaxing day uh, in general because uh, we used to, we had a very good work setup uh, up until today, and then things seemed to change, and I—I I, I don't know why. I don't think anyone really knows why uh, they changed, but they changed some system setting. And it went from being a very smooth sailing experience to just an extended faff about. Now, if you don't know what the word faff means, this is a Britishism. This is a British English word. Faff, F-A-F-F, means to basically mess around or fuck around sort of thing. It's not a bad word. Um, so it's not offensive like the uh, the other F word I just used. But uh, it, it means, you know, you're kind of just not really... Um, uh, you're not doing very much, right? And that's what this has become. Is that this is I don't know what they did. It, it, you can't tell me it's an upgrade because it seemed to like downgrade the efficiency of just about everybody. Oh, there are decisions that uh, I am not privy to. Maybe it's better that way, right? Anyway, yeah, that's where it sort of sp uh, spurred the whole idea. Why do? Why would you get your work done in two and a half hours if you could get it done in four? <laughs> Corporate, corporate work. There you go. That's the way to be. March motion continues. So if you haven't uh, uh, checked it out just yet, I am on Instagram with uh, the May You Make Your Movie uh, Instagram handle, and I've also set up a, a separate channel off of my main channel uh, on YouTube. May You Make Your Movie again, uh, so you can have a look at that. I'm going to be uh, keeping track of that. I'm looking forward to these uh, next few months because these are going to be an intense sort of a uh, few months collectively. I mean, it's going to be March uh, that I'm working on this project. April is going to be an animation month. I think that's sort of the best attack for that one. And then May is sort of like the, the grand pooba, I guess you could say, where it's sort of the final big creative project I would do. And then I think once uh, the summer hits, I'm going to probably take some time off. Uh, cert certainly from the creative projects, June, July, August, September, October. Yeah, so basically this summer, uh, probably get out of China as well. That's actually going to be a goal of mine because this is actually a uh, tax-related um, issue. Now, uh, I'll, I can digress about that a little bit. Uh, basically, what happens or what has happened over the last five years, when did they put this in place? 2019. Right, so the one of the tax sort of uh, caveats, 
um, tax things, aspects of taxes that you have to be careful about uh, in uh, the globally, uh, in China in particular, as it is pertaining to a Chinese tax law, uh, but then also uh, as it pertains to if you're making money in other parts of the world. Now, uh, a lot of people get sort of worried when they, uh, you know, uh, make money in other parts. Where, well, you know, your contract, you're not allowed to make any other money. And now this is only, uh, this is actually what, what the Chinese government has instantiated a couple of years ago, is that they will tax you on your worldwide income if you are living in the country un, uh, for an unbroken amount of time, about six years. So after six years, they will attack you, uh, not attack you, tax you on your worldwide income, your global income. This is not unique to China. Canada does this. The United States does it according to your passport. Uh, Britain does it as well. Um, the thing is, is with the I think with the Chinese system, it's it's a very new system. Like they didn't have in, in, uh, individual income tax until 2019. Okay, like th- this country's talking about how it's developed and you know on on the cusp of being you know on par with the United States and going your tax system it, it didn't exist. Granted, the tax system was kind of like, well, I have money, you have money, I'm going to take your money. Uh, that's basically the the push and pull uh, that was before 2019 and that's not a, a, a slag against china because that's what the taxman in north america does <laughs> like it was put to me by a, a guy i know who works at a bank he's like no no, no the tax system is very simple you make money the government takes it <laughs> like, there's there's no real argument it's that you you made money they'll take it and you owe interest if you don't give them that money accumulated daily Right, it's compounded, right? So, uh, I mean, we we chuckle, but um, I've explained this before that the tax system is one of these uh, things, especially in Canada, United States. You pay first, argue later, and if you win that argument, the government gives you a check later on with no interest on it, right? Whereas if you are late in paying, the government levies a, a late penalty. Uh, probably a filing penalty as well. Like, so you've probably missed a form or something like that. So they smack on another $250 or whatever. And then they charge you like a 1% of the tax owing uh, cumulative every day that you are late up until the day that you actually pay up and sorry, up until the day the check clears on their system. Basically you could send them the check and if they don't clear it, they don't cash it, and you can't prove that you cashed, like, that you sent it, that it was in their hands on a certain day, they just charge you the interest anyway. So anyway, so the six-year thing, uh, it's basically that if you are living in China, and COVID didn't help this at all very, uh, very much, um, but um, if you live in China for six years and you haven't left the country uh, for more than 30 consecutive days per year, or one... Every six years, every five years, you should leave the country for 30 consecutive days. It restarts the counting mechanism of being a resident for tax purposes here in China. So if you've been here for four and a half years, leave the country for 30 for 31 days just to be on the safe side, come back in, your five years or six years starts again. So you have another six years of, you could sit here for another five years and 390, 340. 
40 days or whatever. It's five, pick a number, 360 days, 364 days, and you could leave on the next last day for 30 days. Actually, no, don't do that because they'll probably count it anyway. They'll say you weren't gone for those 30 days. You'd have to leave sometime at like day 300 of the sixth year or the fifth year, sorry. And then that way uh, you can reset the uh, the counter as well. This is a new development. This has only been sort of going on for the last couple of years. I haven't heard anyone sort of succumb to this. Uh, and to be honest, I'm not even sure just how much the uh, the Chinese tax man can reach overseas. Like the Canadian tax system, uh, basically, if you're uh, sort of using like the SWIFT accounts or like the Cirrus or Maestro networks, those are all like... If you owe them money, they block those. Like they, they lock those down. They freeze them. Uh, and good luck trying to get them back. I mean, you can. It just takes a while. Same with the states. So that's like sort of what, what happens in that circumstance. I'm not sure how how far that goes uh, with the Chinese system. And uh, I don't know if anyone actually knows. <laughs> I don't think they even know. Because, uh, again, it's a very young tax system. Anyway, that's a very large digression from the uh, current uh, creative season that I'm in. So March does... Uh, start kick off sort of the video portion, the uh, visual portion of my uh, what I've come to call is the uh, the creative season that I run just about every year. I've been doing this for a few years. COVID sort of kicked this in, but as with so many other things that COVID sort of did, it spurred something that was basically there, like it was niggling away, right? Like it was just uh, percolating in the background, it was on the back burner, and then it just got pushed to the front, and that's what COVID did is that it gave me that time to uh, sort of go like, well, wait a minute, why don't I just, you know, and how many times, I'm not sure how many uh, programs you guys are like, well, I'd like to try that sometime. I'd like to do that sometime. These month-long creative projects that I do are exactly that. They're exactly an answer to the, well, I'd really like to try that sometime. I don't go do it. So the, the, the big difference with these is that these are program, uh, like this one is program specific, so it's Apple Motion that I'm using. Um, I've used uh, After Effects as well, it'll be After Effects. Realize that it's a bloated piece of software and I'd, probably not useful for me at all. Um, other ways, like the month of May uh, or the month of January, those are more just creative in terms of just, I want to try to create something every single day. And as a creator, someone who has um, have that creative bent, those ideas, it pays to just have a go at it. And I can tell you, actually, I probably see more success with December drumming and January than I do with some of the other visual stuff. Uh, and I wonder if that's because the creative audio output that I, so the, the, the audio tracks I create, the music that I, cre- I create, because it's not just music, it's a lot of, there's some sound effects and stuff like that that I create. That is probably more unique than... Uh, and it probably requires more focused energy than a lot of the visual stuff these days because we are bombarded with visuals. And I know this for a fact because, like on the, uh, I, uh, I, I with my Instagram account, I do follow a bunch of other stop motion people. I'll tell you, you have a second to impress someone when they are scrolling. We're talking, it's. The, it's not attention span. I, I can't because you can't blame people. Because if I if we're all doing it, it does. It's not people. It's that's what we do. That it's kind of like we we follow a bunch of accounts. Um, these programs recommend a bunch of things to us as well. These algorithms. 
Uh, the ads try to get our attention as well. Uh, thankfully, they're, they're flagged as sponsored, right? But it's just what we do. It's We do this in nature when we're walking down the street. We're always scanning everything. We have to. It's part of, you know, our survival instincts. I mean, of course, you see a pretty face. You're going kind to of, oh, double take on that one or inappropriately stare, whichever, have you sort of thing. Um, same with you're walking down the street. Oh, you see an interesting cafe. Okay, let's go take a look. Ah, oh, you see something shiny in the window. Hey, a book cover or something like that, you know. So we're always scanning. You always have that just that one second to, to grab the eye of someone who would be interested in that thing. It's not going to be everybody. So with these, uh, I've noticed that with the, the video publishing, um, it has just lagged in terms of uh, uptake and viewership compared to the audio side of things. Uh, now, for, for me, part of the other goal with all these creative projects was to try to meld these all together uh, and do it in a fashion that, first of all, I did have to do it out of Canada, right? That was the thing. Like, I was doing a lot of this in Canada, but then try to replicate that same sort of ability when you're traveling. And I still kind of consider myself to be traveling through tra- uh, through China just a little bit, um, possibly because of the tax, because of no passport. Not that I want a passport, you know, because residency is not exactly possible in this country and a lot of countries. So trying to do it while you're backpacking is like one of the ultimate goals of sort of had is like, how do you re- remain uh, a creative media or media creative while you're traveling the world and uh, of course you can be a travel vlogger but then it's like you got to be happy all the time and i'll tell you a lot of it's been self-induced um uh, self-provoked that uh there are some times when you're traveling you're like i really don't want the camera on me i don't want to be talking to anybody i just want to sit down and do nothing basically anyway so march motion instagram may make your movie uh, YouTube, may you make your movie. That's where I'm posting these things. And I realize now I haven't even created a page for it on my website, but I will get to that very shortly. So uh, this quote that I was thinking of, and it sort of um, goes along with these creative ideas, these creative projects that I've been working on is, uh, would you rather spend eight hours a day for the next 20 years working for someone else? Or would you rather spend eight hours a day building up something for yourself uh, that may or may not pay off over the next 20 years. The idea being, like Gary Vaynerchuk is one of these entrepreneur guys, a motivational speaker of, of sorts, not really, he's more of an entrepreneur and a business guy than motivational, uh, but he does try to encourage a lot of young people to be productive with their time, to not just sit there scrolling through Instagram, even though he's talking about posting stuff on Instagram all the time. He also makes it very clear that running a business is not for everybody. You can always, You can be an employee and be okay with that. You can be number two, you can be number 10, but then when you're number 10, that you not just accept that role, but that you thrive in that role of being number 10. So if you don't have the responsibilities of looking at the bottom line, that you're not sort of the reason for the bottom line falling out, right? So this kind of goes back to the whole, like, why why did they change the system today? Again... I'm I'm a number 10 in this organization. I, I am nowhere near the top. I don't make the decisions. I basically show up. I, I do what I'm told and, and that's it. And I'm okay with it because it allows the creative uh, freedom in my mind before and after, even during work to tell you the truth, to do these other things that would spend 
that, that could can contribute to after when this job, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I've saw some, <laughs> this whole chat GPT thing, uh, a lot of these companies are now working on different automation tools. And if there's one thing that I, I actually think should be automated a lot is sort of a lot of the teaching. Uh, I think homework has to change. And I think the ESL industry language teaching in general is going to be sort of upended over the next five to six years because the whole, like the AirPods, you are going to be able to, with your AirPods, and keep in mind, Apple lags the rest of the market. It just, it does it waits for things to be so far in and so advanced that it's so simple to integrate into their technology. The AirPods will have a translator built into them, wherein if you are working in an international city, uh, you can consider that to be Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Seoul, uh, Paris, you know, you name it. You will not need to know the native language of wherever you are. You will be able to use your AirPods, not your cell phone. Of course, these AirPods will have some sort of connectivity to the internet, not just through Bluetooth, but um, could be even cellular data, satellite connections, and they will translate for you in real time the languages that you are hearing and possibly even how to speak the language. Now, you are you going to be able to speak the language? Could you could you have a phrase book spoken to you? So you do sound like a bit of a, a slow speaking person, but if you had an earpiece whispering in your ear, translating uh, the, the conversation and then spitting out an appropriate response, that's that's where the AirPods are going. That's where, there goes your ESL industry. <laughs> the, the struggle isn't going to be for cell phone usage in the classroom. It's going to be take those AirPods out. Take those little white buds out of your ear and use your human ears and human brain to actually figure this out. You're, and of course, you're a smart person. You can do this. A lot of them are. Some of them need a little bit more help, right? Now, <laughs> Steve, are you going to launch an AI translation technology company? I would love to, but given my constant failures in the programming world, I don't know if it'd be the best, you know, best uh, investment of my time. I, I, I at least know enough about myself that these creative projects, that's where I'm good. Developing a, a, a machine learning AI-assisted translation device for your AirPods Again, creative, I can say it. I wouldn't know how to even begin assembling it other than Googling it. And if Google knows and ChatGPT knows and if ChatGPT knows and probably the other engineers already know it and can do a lot better. Righto. Tomorrow. Um, all right. So for those of you who have been following along, you have uh, probably have, if you've been following along for a while, you've known I've done this. This will be my third year trying this. And I say trying because... Uh, I, I don't do this very often. It only happens once a year that I actually I do this, that I run this thing, and that is the 4x4x48, the David Goggins Challenge. Now, he is not doing it this weekend, this year. Uh, he's uh, been very busy with his recent book launch, and he's also facing some legal troubles because someone was hit by a car while participating in this event. Um, so the he's got to deal with that. The event, basically, starting... Tomorrow night, Friday night, 8 p.m., um, 
you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Uh, Jesse Itzler, the uh, the New York Knicks owner, he was actually uh, one of the first people to talk about this uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast where he talks about how Goggins lived with him for a month and this was one of the challenges that Goggins came up with. He's like, yeah, we're going to run for four we're going to run four miles every four hours for the next 48 hours. And Itzler's like, what? <laughs> no, I have to work. And Goggins is like, no, you don't. You're going to run. And so they started at midnight, actually. I'm not sure if they did it on the weekend. They probably did. Uh, but they started at midnight. This one, he started at 8 p.m. So that's what I'm going to do. Starting 8 p.m. tomorrow, I'm going to run four miles. About six, Is it 6.3 kilometers somewhere around there, um, every four hours for 48 hours. So I'm going to end on Sunday afternoon at a, probably around 5 p.m., basically maybe 4.40 p.m. Depends how long it takes me to actually run. Now, my goal is to run each and every leg. I don't really want to be walking because if I do walk, it's going to take longer. It means that my recovery period, although I'll have a shorter recovery period, my body won't be as beat up from running as much. So this year, uh, I'd like to run them all. I'm not going to try to go very fast. Actually, for the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to go slow, telling myself, go slow, 10-minute mile, 10.5-minute mile. That's what you should be trying to dial in just because if you try to hit your 9.30 miles and 9-minute miles, you're just going to wear yourself out a lot faster. So it's nice and nice and easy, a, a little chug-along pace sort of thing. Uh, get some rest when you can. But basically what this is, like what the challenge is a lot about is not so much the physicality of being able to run 48 miles over two uh, two days it's the ability to go oh my god it's 3:50 a.m. my alarm has just gone off and i got to go run 4 miles according to this stupid challenge i've just agreed to right that's the challenge is that can you do something for one hour every four hours over a weekend. Uh, I look back at this, you know, the building stuff and trying to do creative projects and businesses and stuff like that. And I'll tell you, uh, it's, it's a good mental discipline. Not only that, again, I'm going to add that the running has helped quite a bit in dealing with a lot of anxiety. Like COVID, I know a lot of people uh, were having a tough time with it. Um, I stayed away from a lot of people, I've I've lived in a very pleasant bubble, I'm not going to lie, and I've done a lot of running in that pleasant bubble, and I found that works for me. Now, if this doesn't work for you, you got to find something else. I mean, I'm a little bit short on ideas, but uh, skip, walk. I have actually, to tell you the truth, with walking, I think too much with walking. If I don't have something specific to do, like reviewing Chinese flashcards, walking usually leads to overthinking about something, whereas running doesn't allow for that. Now, I used to only run two miles because it was nice and quick, 20 minutes, 22 minutes. Now I'm running four miles, and it just takes longer, and I might actually dial down after this. After this weekend, I might go back down to probably three miles, somewhere around there, just because it just gets done quicker, and I can get some other things done, especially since I'm working on these uh, these creative projects that do require a little bit more of my time rather than me being out on the pavement, you know, uh, running around in circles, basically. <laughs> there you go. So any special foods I'm going to be taking? No, nothing. Uh, there's no supplements. I, I, I don't have anything 
last year I bought a bunch of um, not uh, like glucose packs and stuff like that. What do you call them? Is it glycogen? They're like those gels, those uh, vitamin gels and stuff like that. I didn't buy anything this year. Like, you know what? Milk, uh, water. Um, I've got some non-alcoholic beer as well. Um, get oatmeal, cottage cheese, uh, vitamin C tablets. That's the one thing I have, I have actually that I saw them at the store. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll pick up some of these anyway. But nothing else really i got my compression socks ready um i know my my knees might have some issues uh just in terms of um constantly running all the time like running this much but one weekend again it's more mental than anything else last year i lost a toenail so we'll see if that happens again but last year i lost a toenail because i was wearing the wrong socks i was wearing these thick wool socks and last year was cold like last March was actually pretty cool. I was wearing these thick wool socks and it was rubbing up against my um, shoe the wrong way. So this year I'm not going to wear those same wool socks and uh, instead uh, wear just my normal running socks and stuff like that. Hopefully I won't lose any toenails. It was kind of weird. It took six months for it to grow back. It was kind of odd. I've never had that happen before. So first time I'd ever lost a toenail. But anyway, I have pictures. I never posted them though. Anyway, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stevensersky.com. I uh, hope you are doing well. And if you want to join me on the 4x4x48, by, by all means, 8 p.m. Beijing time is when I'm going to start. But uh, you can start whenever. Start Friday night. You know, if it's 7 o'clock you start, or if it's 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock is a nice round number, and it's just easier to sort of deal with the 8, 12, 4, 8, 12, 4. That's all it is. And yes, Saturday, since I work, I'm going to have to, you know, shift those numbers just a little bit, probably at 7.45, and then also maybe 11.45, just to make sure I get everything on time. Anyway, folks, thanks for listening again. We will talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.